welcome into the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan. This is your co-host, Brian Brown. And Mike, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but there's a, there's a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, uh, yeah. I, I'm conducting this from my, from my closet. I thought you were going to, uh, I've had a few people that listen to our podcast mention to me about being in the bunker because that's been what we've said. We're in the bunker. Yes. And you know, I happen to know, Brian, one of your uh, favorite uh, figures of history is, is Winston Churchill. Correct. So, so recently, uh, as with all of the rest of the world, I've had a little more time at home, and so I've watched a documentary or two, and I re- recently saw something about Churchill during World War II, and, and he was notorious for not staying in the bunker. Right. Um, you know, they, they portray this in this dramatized documentary where uh, the the German airplanes are flying overhead, dropping bombs, and he he would grab a helmet and go up to the roof, and and because he wanted to see what was going on, and much to the chagrin of his family and and security detail. But anyway, I'm I'm beginning to want to find my helmet, yeah, and get to get the out roof. Of this bunker. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 getting tired of this bunker, man. Good grief. It has been. It is trying. I think everyone's patience, and everyone is at about that point now. We don't know when this is going to air, so I would say that by the time this podcast airs, people will be past the point uh, <laughs> that we're at now, and yeah. not just wanting to run out with a helmet on, but maybe run into the English Channel or something. Because, yeah, uh, this has really been difficult. Probably a lot of our listeners have had the experience that my wife had this week of going to a, a, a place where she's going to buy some things and she had to stand in a line outside and put a mask on and she's six feet away from someone else and she she took a selfie and uh, sent it to me of this look on her face with her mask on like I'm going crazy <laughs> I think I think that's uh that's the that's the uh the picture of the year for 2020 for us is this it's just it's it's really getting to the place where we something's got to happen you remember you remember old Jerry Clower Remember his funny stories? Yes, oh yes. He yes, has that yes. funny story about Marcel Ledbetter and, uh, you know, and getting tied up with a polecat and him hollering down, shoot up here amongst us, one of us got to have some relief. <laughs> Either, yes. You might hit me, you it might would... hit the cat, but go ahead and shoot up here because one of us got to have some relief. I think we're all getting That's there pretty so quick. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that was so one of the things you and I have been talking about recently, Mike, is some of the funny moments oh, that yeah. have come from the new world that we're all getting used to. Uh, we were talking about Zoom the other day and, and just the little things about Zoom meetings or any whatever, I don't mean to pick one brand name, whatever form of video conferencing yeah. you're using uh, to communicate with people and to stay connected and the etiquette of that and the people who don't know the yeah. etiquette don't understand how cameras work yeah. uh, is really, there's been some uh, some stories. I was thinking of the newscaster on ABC News, <laughs> Good Morning America, and he's sitting there with a suit and tie on, but wearing his gym shorts yeah. and doesn't understand that the whole world can yeah, see Yeah, the whole his world legs. is seeing yeah. that he is it is it boxers or briefs. Well, it's no mystery now. Right. We know what his, he's the, doing. Yeah, I, I wonder, stuff. you know, I don't even know. I haven't seen one, but I bet, I bet somewhere in the internet world there is something that has that's funny that's happened in a streaming worship experience. I, I'm sure that's the case. And I, I bet when time, as time goes by, we'll probably see a video or two come out of some of the funny things that can happen. You were talking about that newscaster. Um, there's this semi-famous or maybe infamous is the better word of a couple of guys that are Zoom bombing 
all of these academic, yes. they figured out a way to hack into these academic classrooms. And, and I saw a video of, a, of this random guy that shows up in this large screen of students in a college classroom. And of course, the professor's in the, in the Zoom as well. And this guy just makes up this random question. And, and the professor, you know, wait, who are you? And he, oh, I'm so, so well, you, I've never seen you before. I've been in your class all semester. And, of course, the guy was just bombing the class. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing how creative we can become when we're trying to entertain ourselves. Uh, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know who you're following, Brian, but one of the people I follow on Twitter, and I, I love Steve Gaines. I love his preaching ministry over at Bellevue Baptist in Memphis. Oh, yeah. And he's, he tweeted this out earlier this week, and I got a big kick out of it. It said, it, all it said was, I'm about zoomed out. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I, I, I hit like on that one because I am too. I'm just about zoomed out. Well, what I'm doing, I'm running out of hats to cover my hair. I try to, I try to change my hat every now and then. But this lack of haircuts, you know, I, Mike, I've got the kind of hair that doesn't grow long. It just grows out. It yeah. gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. That, I'm running that, out of room. But I understand you might have uh, well, had a little I, bit of an underground I haircut, don't know if I ought it? to say this or not, but I, I, I call it a, yeah, I, I went ahead I got what I guess you could call a black market haircut, but that's probably all I should say about that. I paid in <laughs> cash with unmarked bills. <laughs> I, yes. snu- I snuck into an undisclosed location with someone that I can't name, and I got a haircut. So, I, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I mean, I, I was getting yeah, to a place where I wasn't presentable anymore. So, so yeah, and I see a lot of hats. I see a lot of beards, too. People, People's yes, beards are getting longer and longer. Oh, we've got a guy on our team, one of our graphic artists, Mike Russo. I was in a Zoom call, and Mike was on it. And his hair has gotten so tall that his hair has now left the, the Brady Bunch square. And it, it's now right. it's, it's getting higher and higher. And he's never thought of himself as a worship leader or musician, but he's got worship leader hair. Uh, I've got to say that yeah. we now have a guy on our team that, that qualifies with the hair. So if we get him a pair of skinny I- jeans, we'll make a worship leader out of him before it's over with. Absolutely. It's funny, Mike, how some of the stuff that was interesting and fun and really intriguing and clever and creative when, when all this started, I'm getting tired of it. I probably shouldn't say this on the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan, especially since we've done a few of these and we might do more of them. Yeah. But I don't know if I need to see another uh, another virtual choir online. Uh, you know what? I, mean, you know, um, I could probably go a day. Brian, <laughs> um, it, I think it's cool, and I th- I'm glad churches are doing that. They're finding something. It's a project that choir members can get in, get into and, and get excited about doing. And But I'll tell you and what. I have sung on them, too. I, and, and I'm glad they're doing it. And some of them have been fantastic. and so, They're all great. I mean, they all have their own quality about them. But now I want to tell you. Uh, the person to feel sorry for is the person that's getting all of the videos and having oh, to listen to all editor, of them. Yes. Listen to all of them because I, I want to just tell you, a person, most singers, even if they're a good singer, if they're singing into a phone uh, with their, a headset on, uh, their tuning may not be spot on. Their timing may not be spot on. I'm just saying that not every single performance in the virtual choir thing um, would would be worthy of a solo uh, presentation. Yeah, but. I think that's what I'm getting at. I've been sent some that maybe, you know, I could have skipped over. But there, I'll say this. 
the ones that are are they're, they're, the ones that are great far outweigh the few that that maybe shouldn't have been necessarily <laughs> uh, done the way they were done, or or maybe there's some editors who are just learning on the job. Uh, so th- some of those have been funny, but most of them honestly have been very very touching, and we got to find some way to keep singing. Well, and I, what I appreciate about it is leaders are doing that, and I bet some of the folks listening have done this with their churches. I appreciate that our choirs and our people that we're leading, we're giving them a way to contribute even while they're by themselves. And um, and not every church is going to have the same technical prowess or capability, and we and we get that. And we, we shouldn't hold any, any arbitrary standard up for everybody to hit anyway. But it is kind of funny. It was kind of novel at first, and now it's pretty commonplace that people have kind of figured out the technologies of how how to pull that off and and you know what you said we might have another one i'm hearing our team talk about doing something that's christmas oriented uh that may happen later in the summer uh so that could you know we may not be out of the virtual choir thing lifeway the one we did um that uh that we've already released was one of the first ones i saw it was real early in the game our marketing team was on top of that and they pulled together a virtual choir thing on one of our hymn tracks from lifewayworship.com and we had people from Australia and Korea and Singapore and Argentina and I mean we had people from all yeah, over the world multiple. Canada and all over the United States that contributed to that so so it there's a lot yeah, of good the things multiple about languages it. was the multiple languages part of that was amazing yeah I was really Just, proud of the team that pulled that together uh, to show those different languages and all of that thing uh, and you know what we might even link that to this podcast when we send it out so sure. if people missed it. Uh, they can they can see it again. So Brian, I mean, we've talked about haircuts and we've talked about uh, virtual everything and zooming out and the funny things that happen. Uh, what else? What else would you call out uh, when you think about uh, maybe some of the humor of of what we're all walking through here together? Well, you know, one of the things I think about is people packed in their house with their family. There's a lot of husbands and wives that have seen more of each other than they have in their 20, 30, or 40 years of oh, marriage. that's true. You know, this happened, this used to happen, I would hear people get retired, and, and you know, the, not necessarily like that uh, somebody didn't have to go off to work every day, and a lot of people are living through that kind of early retirement instead of emptiness, maybe a packedness season, and, and I've seen it. <laughs> Uh, it can be challenging at times. You can. When you're, when you're and used to having your own space. I, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of families when I like to get out and I'll kind of run around my neighborhood and I'm seeing a lot of families out on in the street and kids are not in school, of course, and, and families are out skateboarding and bicycling and, and doing all those things outside. So there's been some really good things that I think have come out of this. Families are spending more time together. But I think families are trying to, are having to be creative about filling the time up and you know what to add insult to injury i guess in a sense uh here in nashville this earlier just a few days ago we had a major windstorm that came through here that knocked out power for about 120 130,000 people in in nashville and one of the families that still does not have power at the time of this taping is my son-in-law and daughter and their little their little girl my granddaughter so they're about day four, day five of no power. Mm. Now, I want you to put the quarantine thing and then put no power on top of that. And they're yes. about to go crazy. Uh, they, 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 it, it's the disruption to life has just been significant for them. And uh, lots of folks are dealing with a lot of different things. Uh, 2020 goes down 
uh, already as one of the most unique years that any of us can ever remember experiencing for sure. And that boy, that's true in church life too. What are, you know, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you something I, else I've seen churches doing that's becoming really common and kind of cool is um, churches understanding that their pastor is going in and preaching to an empty auditorium. I'm hearing yeah. more and more or seeing more and more videos of, of church members that are coming in and putting pictures of families on the pews. Mm. Have you seen that? I have and seen these that, pastors are, yes. Yeah, these pastors are coming in, and they're kind of doing it as a surprise where the pastor can come in and see all these people, uh, the faces. And I tell you what, very often uh, the pastors get emotional when they see that, and they're reminded of just how much they miss their people. They miss their flock, mm. and the flock misses them. So... Uh, the church is still dispersed. Here we are in whatever week this is in the quarantine, but the church is is still connected, and uh, yes. and I I think that speaks to uh, just how how significant the spiritual connection is with a body of believers. It is, and Mike, churches are coming back together in certain areas of the country. Don't yep. want to go into this. I mean, I know talking about this can be painful if you're living in one of those areas like uh, Davidson County in Nashville, as we record this, is still shelter in place, stay at home. But there are some counties around Tennessee and other parts of the country where there are some churches getting back together, coming back together with, you know, maybe 50%, 25% capacity, maybe skipping a pew, maybe keeping groups no more than five. Yeah, that started happening. I I, I was one pastor in Texas that posted... um, quite a bit about their services this past Sunday and where they were doing all taking all the precautions that their leaders have asked them to take and but the church is starting to gather and and I'm I'm hearing from guys that that churches you know two weeks ago when we were talking about this last or a week ago when we talked about it most recently uh, churches were trying to get a plan together and now a week later churches are beginning to execute that plan so so um, you've got uh, churches that are ramping up that usually they might only have one service, but they're planning to add about five or six. Uh, churches are beginning to send out invitations, almost kind of like evite kind of a thing, uh, to their church members, inviting them uh, to a specific time for a service. So they can, there's several reasons for that. Number one, so they can control the crowd. Uh, they're trying to keep it under a certain number so they it's not going to be a whosoever will may come. It's going to be in the you are you have the option of signing up for a service that you're going to attend and they will limit it. So one reason is crowd control. Another reason is so they can uh, if if it turns out that someone at the church uh, was in fact infected, they would know exactly which service that person was in and who else was in that service and they can notify people. Hey, you had someone in your service that uh, has tested positive, and that would, they do so. There's a there's a a caring for the flock uh, aspect of that, and so they can plan their seating appropriately, and there are other things that they're planning to do in worship. They can have a idea of how many people will be where. So, I'm I'm hearing about churches that are are started last Sunday started doing these multiple services with these smaller groups. And more of that's going to continue to happen as uh, as as the weeks unfold here. 
Yeah, it's the kind of thing, Mike, that used to be reserved for just special times. Maybe you had a, a Christmas program that was open to the community and you had to schedule time. People have to have tickets. You had to do it multiple presentations. Or maybe you had a big group, a singer, an artist, somebody coming to mm-hmm. town. And you, for that, your sanctuary couldn't hold it all. You sold tickets. Well, now we're, we've the things we learn for those kind of special events uh, are things that we can implement here in this season uh, for for opposite and different reasons, we're actually having fewer people that we can allow in the building. It's less than our capacity, but the, it's amazing how uh, some some of the things that we've done in the past for different reasons are going to benefit the church now, and allow us to come back in a way that's safe, that cares for the flock but still allows us to, to join back together as families and family groups and as a, as a church family, sing together, pray together, and be there to hear the scriptures live and, and in person and just be kind of reunited with the family again. Very yeah, and you know, excited Brian, to see I, that I, happening. I, I, I think we would be amiss, remiss if we did not mention to our podcast audience something that launched just this week at Lifeway.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's something that the leaders of Lifeway have been working on for several weeks, but it's it's launching this week, and it's really easy to find this. We're going to put it in all of our social media, and, and we can link it also to this podcast uh, so when it pushes out, people can find it easily. But the, the place to find this, it, it's lifeway.com slash church assistance. And, of course, that's all one word, church assistance. And that takes you to a page that is at the top of the page, it says, help your church. And inside of this page, there's four areas that are pointed to um, that that LifeWay's using our resources to help churches. Uh, this is a church assistance plan package that help churches understanding that you're going to need digital resources. You're going to, you probably need some assistance with financial stewardship during an online environment and discipleship and all of the things and their worship resources that are there and leadership tools of how to lead a small group on Zoom and all those kind of things, uh, how to do vacation Bible school in a in a quarantine environment. So um, I'd encourage people to check that out. Uh, the, the the right off the bat, the, every church that enrolls in this program and it's open to any church uh, is there's a special one hundred dollar credit that applies to every. Lifeway Church account. Uh, there's offers to do free access to some of the stewardship tools that are there, and then at Life for Lifeway Worship, there's a hundred dollar credit for digital music resources at LifewayWorship.com. That's that's for anyone that would just want to use. Here's a hundred dollars worth of of congregational resources at LifewayWorship.com, and then in the church supplies area, there's a discounts on church supplies and on and on. So this page, I mean, just looking at it, if a church took full advantage of this, it, the the financial help and the practical help that these tools can help churches uh, uh, navigate this next season are right there for the church. So I hope folks will find that, lifeway.com slash church assistance, and, uh, and find this thing that we're calling the church assistance package uh, from the various ministries of Lifeway. 
Yeah, it's a great thing, and there's uh, some communion supplies and other things that are part of that package as well. Yeah. Mike, I'm, I've just been so uh, proud of our organization, and, you know, this is what we expect. You and I are long-timers there, yeah. and we know the heartbeat of that organization. But to step up and help churches at this time, and it can just help calm and ease a little bit of the fear. Mike, that's another thing you and I have been talking yeah. about. You know, the enemy loves to use fear uh, against um, uh, against the people of God. And boy, are we in a culture oh my that, that I guess they understand the ratings of fear, <laughs> if I could put it that yeah, way. Yeah. And it, it is, we are just overwhelmed every single day. I think I told you this story earlier. I, I've been watching a news story about these supposed, in the midst of everything else going on, they dug up a story about some killer hornets that apparently are <laughs> mostly in, a, in the extreme kind of southwest corner of Canada, northwest corner of Washington State. And they're just in this very tiny, affecting a really small community of people. But that didn't keep the national news media from telling me about killer hornets and oh, making me worry about that amazing. on top of everything else. And you know, I'm just, Brian, it's, there's so much fear out there. I mean, there is. And it just seems like, um, seems like fear is kind of what everybody, it's kind of a cloud that's hanging over our heads. But I've got to remind our brothers and sisters out there, 2 Timothy chapter 1, God's not given us the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear, when it when it's present, we know that God didn't send that. That's not from him. Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And I I think, uh, you know, when all the fear mongering, yes, should we be sober? Should we be careful? Should we be responsible? Absolutely. But good grief, we don't have to be afraid. And, and, uh, and just you bringing that up is a great reminder just to me, and I'm glad we can remind everybody out there that fear is not what we respond to uh, a crisis with. Uh, as the believer, we've got, we've got better promises than that, and we don't have to be yeah. afraid. Yeah. It's one of the things, Mike, that should differentiate us as Christians. Yeah. And one of the ways that our witness, uh, our lifestyle can be a public witness that sets us apart. We, You know, the worst case scenarios from a physical health uh, point of view, the worst case scenario for the Christians, not that bad spending eternity with Jesus. Now, we don't make that call, and life is precious. Every life yeah. is created in the image of God, and we do everything we can to save it, and our bodies are temples, and we want to keep them healthy. But if God calls us home, if we're called home to heaven, yeah. I mean, for the Christian, we can yeah. rejoice and we can celebrate in, in, in our eternal that's life. That's right. That's what, that's what Paul said. He said, hey, if I, if I die, I'm better off. Uh, but yes, if I live, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to live for Christ. I mean, that's kind of the Amen. that's that's Paul's testimony it should be ours. I mean, I think about what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, hey, don't even worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, take care of itself. Each day has its own trouble. He would say in the in the in chapter six of Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount. And, you know, that's 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 a great reminder. I know in that context, he was talking specifically about what what the how to dress, what you eat, what you wear, all of that, and he, and then he says, "Don't worry about tomorrow." But I think in the context of the coronavirus, uh, we are just. I think he would exhort us just the same way: is don't fear what's going to happen. Uh, be faithful in what is happening, and and uh, we don't have to worry about what's going to happen to us. We know what's going to happen to us eventually is, is eternity with him. Uh, we've, we've got to focus on living for Christ today 
uh, and sharing the gospel in the ways that we live. So, I mean, I, just thinking about the scripture, I mean, if you, if you go to your concordance of your Bible and just look under the word fear, you're going to probably see one of the longest categories in the entire concordance mm-hmm. because God and Jesus in the New Testament had a whole lot to say about fear. And, uh, and I think it would be really, really smart for all of us who believe the Bible is God's word. It'd be really smart for us to draw our attention to those verses right now in the middle of, of what we're facing. The whole world is telling us, you give that example of the murder hornets, the whole world is telling us we should be afraid what's going to happen in the economy, what's going to happen with my job, what's going to be happening with our health and with our country and with our liberties and all the things we could fear right now. And, and, and we can absolutely zoom out from the details of all that and embrace the promises and the commands that the Lord gave us to don't be afraid of those kinds of things. Now, fear God and fear God in the sense of being reverent toward him and responsive to him. But we don't have to fear uh, the coronavirus or what the government might do or, or what our neighbor might do. We don't have to be afraid of that. We can be, we can be confident that God has this under control. Yeah, Mike, it's it's that peace that passes understanding. Yeah, that's right. And and I really do believe in this time it could be such a powerful witness for God's people, for the church, for the Christian in your community, in your home, in your church to just be uh that that reminder that this caught all of us by surprise, but it didn't catch God by surprise. That the Sermon on the Mount, do not uh, fear. Who of you by worrying could add an inch to your yeah. height? I mean, a day to you. I mean, it, worry is just an illusion. It makes us think we're yeah. doing something. We're actually doing nothing. And it, what it actually is, is a testimony of our own doubt and our own lack of faith when we worry. It is, it is a testimony that we really haven't handed everything over to God, and we really don't trust Him with our livelihood, with our job, with our future, with our marriage, with our health, and we've got to come to a place as Christians where our testimony of the world is different, and, and we're saying a different thing. We have a peace that doesn't make any sense in times like this. Yeah, I agree. And that's I, because we know we're sheltered. I, I was thinking about Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God mm-hmm. whose word I praise, in God I put my trust, I will not be afraid. I mean, the psalmist is crying out and saying to the Lord, uh, uh, I won't be afraid. And that psalm, if you read the superscription of it, you see that it was written at a time when the Philistines uh, were, were coming against David. And he wrote this in his humanity. He, he would be terrified hmm. uh, because the enemy has come and seized him. Uh, but but in his confidence in God, uh, he, he made the declaration, when I am afraid, which saying, I'm going to be afraid, but when I am afraid, I'm going to trust you. And, and when I have put my trust in God, I don't have to be afraid. And that, Amen. I think you're right, Brian. I think the way the believer walks these days out in front of our neighbors and friends and coworkers could be perhaps some of the greatest testimony we've ever given. And like the New Testament says, we can be ready to give an account and we can ready, be ready to point to the reason for our hope. I think Peter's the one that said that. The re, be ready to give an account, to give the reason for your hope. And if we'll walk in confidence in God, in contrast to the fear of the world, 
we'll be ready to give give the reason for our hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Mike, I think of uh, the great song written by Dottie Rambo. So let the storms rage yes. high, let the dark clouds rise. They don't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. And the scripture, as you pointed out, reminds us. Absolutely. And that, and that calls to mind, you know, Craig Adams, our creative director, his dad, Steve Adams, wrote one of the all-time gospel classics, mm. Peace in the Midst of the Storm. Yes. And, uh, and he wrote that great gospel gospel song and man that's what we need to have we're in a storm no doubt about it we all acknowledge that we're not living in denial but god gives us a peace in the middle of it we don't have to be afraid yeah it's great mike i get that picture in the new testament where the where the storm's coming up and the uh, disciples are going crazy and jesus is in the boat asleep yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories well i tell you they what had to Brian, wake him up <laughs> i tell you what just recording this podcast has encouraged me i've been reminded i just you and i talking about this i'd encourage folks out there reach out to a friend or, or a family member or, or call us we'd love to talk and just yeah. just share with each other let's just share with each other these these scriptures, these promises, and be reminded of the faithfulness of our God. And, and, and as we just speak these things out loud, just now recording them, they've been fuel for me. They've been helpful to me. I hope our folks will, will stay in the word and lean on the promises of God during this time. Amen. We'd love to Man, hear from I'm, you. We may start preaching here in a minute. Amen. Well, we would love to hear from you. We want to hear uh, how, what the Lord's teaching you about how to trust in him, how to rest in him, and how to not fear. You can email us, worship at lifeway.com. You can tell us how we can pray for you. We'd love to hear your stories. What are your plans uh, for regathering the body of Christ? What are you doing until you can regather? Share those with us. You can also go to the Worship Life blog page, worshiplife.com, which has articles. It has all the podcasts, and it's a great way to interact with tons of resources that would help any music or worship ministry is worshiplife.com. And then, of course, you can find us on social media if that's how you prefer to interact. We're on all the social media platforms out there as well. And so we would love to hear from you any way you'd like to connect with us. Until next time, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Live podcast with Mike Harland. We'll be back together to talk about worship and music in ministry again very soon. Mm-hmm.